all the above. Podcast about everything. Today we have Matt Henderson, who is my personal friend and confidant when it comes to cryptocurrency and the stock market. But we were talking before the start of the podcast about this fantastic uh, bourbon that we're drinking today. Uh, Noah's Mill, right? Yep, Noah's Mill. Uh, if if you're into good bourbon, good whiskey, good rye, cheers, friend. Cheers. And get this. It's 114 proof, which is uh, it's a big beefy boy, but yeah. it's got a really fleshed out uh, fleshed out finish to it. It's it's sweet. It's got its molasses, but if you like Lafroig, uh, ten year, you're gonna have a, a semi pretty good time. It's not straight smoke like a campfire like Lafroig is, but this is a very good balance between the two. Should be able to pick it up for like. 50 bucks or something. The rye, it's just better. Rye not. It's a man. Today's (laughs) podcast, we're going to be talking about how much money does the government want the average American to make off the crypto and stock market? The carry the one, it is. The square root of fuck all. And that's today, that's the title of today's episode. It's true. So, I know right here, we're not going to share a screen, um, but right here we're looking at a chart. Yep. Because you fuck with essentially day trading on crypto, right? Yes. And this one is Bitcoin. This is Bitcoin's chart, yep. So I know a while back you had made a bot that did day trading for you. Attempted. Well, no, it it executed uh, much to our chagrin and it lost us money. For any of you thinking of making a trading bot to get an infinite money glitch, fun story. The bot is only ever going to be as good as you are. It can only get worse from there. It's going to do what you tell it to do. So, if you don't know what you're doing, and you go online and you figure out, yeah, and you figure out, oh, I know what the RSI is and what the MACD is. Oh, I know these terms. And then you're like, holy shit. What if I pay money and I can go and I can make like a bot and it like, trades and then you you get smart about it you go into trading view industry standard software you start back testing learn how to put uh code in pine script a little bit it says you're going to make like 63 billion dollars by the end of the month and you're like oh, let's do it fun story it's not good it's not going to do it yeah you you have to know how to trade and this this is great advice period, if you're just getting into stocks or crypto, especially crypto. Uh, It's very volatile right now. Um, There are pros and cons to staking. You're staked in Hex right now, making a good amount of money because Hex is popping off where everything else is tanking. It's kind of nice. It is. We don't don't look at Bitcoin charts to determine what we're doing. We look at our own charts. Yep. Um, Because I think from the inception of Hex, which was... We're on day like five hundred and something, so we're getting we're getting close to two years. Now I came in late. I mean, I, I wouldn't say too late. What came in? I came in at about three cents. No. Well, I think my first one was sub one cent. I was gonna say you were telling me to buy at one point eight cents. Yeah, because I had my big stake, which is my big fifteen year stake. Which the way hex works, hex is not a trade coin. Hex is a stake coin. You. It's all based off the Ethereum blockchain. You go in, you buy Hex, you stake it. It's a, it's essentially a cryptocurrency CD account. It's, it's a, a compact deposit. CD is compact deposit, right? No idea. 
Not and a I know it's compact disc. Is a CD. But when it comes to financial, it's some or certificate of deposit. That's what it is. There we go. And it's uh, instead of being a proof of work like Bitcoin and Ethereum, where you have that is the proof of work of mining. Hex is a proof of stake, and it's a proof of time, and it's all a time contract. Now, when it was sub one cent, when I made that fifteen year stake, I ended up with I think it was twenty point eight thousand hex. Staked it for fifteen years. It gave me three point six two T shares, which that's the that's the important number. You want T shares because T share is what actually holds the value. It's not necessarily the hex itself. It's really convoluted. Uh, future episodes, a couple episodes ahead, uh, stick around. We're going to be bringing in some people that are really good with Hex. They know like they know Hex. They're the ones that onboarded me into Hex and explained Sweet. it to me to the point, and it got me away from, well, I like my money where I can see it. Fuck cryptocurrency. It's stupid. They are the ones that convinced me to look into Hex, and I was like, well, not bad. Because almost two years ago at the beginning... Uh, to now, I think we are at like fifteen hundred hex. Yeah, it's like a, I think it's a hundred and eighty percent like increase. So hex is really good. I like hex. I like hex a lot. I kind of use a similar chart, and you're the one that taught me how to do the charts and how to read the candles and the wicks and all that shit. Um, but this bot, you threw out a lot of big words. I'm a smooth brain idiot. Fair. Explain it to me like I'm five. Bot okay. can trade if you link it to your account. Okay. Following? Mm-hmm. All right. You don't know what you're doing because you don't know how to trade. Bot is going to do, by law of nature, less good than you. Okay. If you've linked bot to your account and it's doing less good than you, it's going to lose you money. Simple as that. So essentially the bot, what you're doing is you're going in, the bot is already connected to the market. Yes. And you reading link, what's happening. So you link your bot to your brokerage. So in this case, it was Binance US. Okay. Um, and you tell the bot to send a signal to... So you link your TradingView account. This is just the way that we did it. We used TradingView and three commas. So... You go in and you have your trading view, which is your charting software. You can set alert conditions. Whenever certain conditions are met, it will send a message to three commas, which is linked to your brokerage account, and it will activate the trade. Okay. So, but also, essentially, all you're doing is you're going in and you're saying, hey, I want to buy in at this point. I want to sell at this point. Yes. But at the same time, you've got to run these charts and draw the trend lines so that way you can make a good guess of where all your future orders are going to be? Kind of like stock orders? Yes. Okay. So the, the, the benefit to having the bot, if you set it up and it works, is that you're generally going to be using a series of indicators. Indicators are any sort of average that is made into kind of a canned sort of uh, device. Okay. So if you pile multiple indicators together and do some back testing, figure out where buy signals, sell signals are, you're able to say, okay, if I have these three indicators align and possibly you know prices above or below a certain threshold, it will automatically execute the trade 
and you can refine it from there. Okay. So the purpose of having a trading bot is to effectively scalp the market. Okay. Really. You you can do it to make major trades, um, but one of the major drawbacks to these bots is that everything's an average with an indicator. All of your indicators are going to oscillate basically back and forth before you're never gonna catch the the, the, teat, the tip of the iceberg and you're never gonna catch the bottom of the move either. Okay. So because of that you'll get a lot of false positives as well. So ultimately, we could probably go back and revisit the trading bot now that we know a little more. Um, if you are in the US, and you probably are if you're watching this, uh, Margin was just outlawed on Kraken uh, because the CFTC does not like us to make money. Uh, it's effectively gambling. You can see it both sides of the equation. But Again, they want us to make the square root of fuck, fuck all, all when right. it comes to the amount of money. Yep, so Speaking of which, when it comes to that, mm -hmm. essentially that always leads to the question of market manipulation. Yeah. Now, I also remember that you had told me about a regulation that came out, almost out of the fucking blue, about a minimum asset... Oh, for, yeah, for, for Kraken. I don't want to fuck up what the amount was. It was $10 million. So essentially, with that minimum asset requirement, you had to have $10 million in liquid assets in order to day trade? Or what was the, what was the stipulation with that yep. regulation? Yeah, all right. So rounding out the bot real quick, and then we'll jump directly into that. Okay. Uh, yeah. The bots can work. There's many different ways to trade. Go and figure it out for yourself. Unfortunately, there's no substitute for hard work, and it's not an infinite money glitch. Um, that that's the long and the short of it. Uh, and I will also be adding a uh, text channel in the Discord for the podcast. That if you have questions when it comes to reading charts, post your question there. I might be able to help you. Matt, I'm sure, would not mind helping you understand the candles. Because he, he, he explained it to me perfectly, and it made it so much easier to understand. Because when you're trying to... If you're serious about learning how to read these charts and understand this shit, it's, it's, it can be overwhelming. I'm a smooth brain idiot. Quite. But, you know, it's, it's a little bit overwhelming. So if you have questions, feel free to post it in the text channel. Uh, I'm going to link the Discord channel uh, below in the description, both in the podcast and, or in the MP3 and the YouTube video. So feel free to hit that link, uh, go over there, join the Discord, ask away to those questions. So, as Dig you it. were saying, yep. I, forgot to, I forgot I was going to have that little plug in there. Sweet. Yeah, I'm happy to, I, I just started doing this, um, but I'm studying to be a enrolled agent with the IRS, which means that I'll basically be able to prepare anyone's tax returns. Um, all the way up through corporate if I were to be hired by a company and like that. So essentially a, a fancy accountant. A, I, I will specialize in tax. I won't be a CPA or anything where I can okay. do a whole bunch of that stuff. But Not like a full-on financial advisor. Right. More just like a tax person. So I, I How to help people essentially not fuck the IRS because you know, they're listening. Absolutely. But help people maximize the most out of 100%. their uh, financial... Duties. Yep. Uh, so I, I started my own day trading LLC. 
Um, because I started reading up on it, if you start your own entity, you're able to elect a whole bunch of stuff, which helps come tax time. And one thing led to another. Now I'm really into the tax side of things because we always hear that the rich make a lot of money and then they don't pay their taxes. Well, the key is that they just take their profits and they recycle them back into their businesses. Amazon is famous for this. And actually there is a, about a, what, 130 countries at the moment that are voting on soon, or it's at least in the, the stages of being developed, a proposal for a minimum corporate tax of 15%. So these companies that are able to reinvest in their business and utilize the tax code to their benefit will have to pay some sort of minimum tax. Which would probably help the national deficit. Oh, absolutely. If it wasn't going to go into you know, certain people's pockets. But that's a whole different episode. Right, yeah, that's, that's a we're, whole... We're going to... That's a whole other left on fleet. We'll be coming back to this spot, and we'll be probably doing another episode just on government conspiracies yeah. and financial conspiracies and just all conspiracies. We're probably just going to do a whole episode where we get drunk and talk about fucking conspiracies and aliens. So, but as far as the crypto goes, so Kraken. Kraken um, is a San Diego-based exchange, so they are subject to a lot of the other exchanges are in places like uh, Singapore or the Cayman Islands, the places that are not necessarily subject to the same laws inherently as say Kraken or Coinbase because both of those are US companies. Kraken allowed margin. Margin is basically margin and leverage are synonymous terms. You are allowed by the brokerage, they will give you a loan effectively for a certain fee percentage of your trade and they will allow you then to trade with a increased amount of what your normal cash uh, trade would be this is super helpful for shorting you are unable to short short versus long long is whenever you believe a stock is going to go up shorting is whenever you think a stock is going to go down in order to short you have to sell a stock you don't have with the intent of buying it back later at a better price. So if I sell the stock here for $50 and then I buy it back at $30, I give the stock back to the brokerage. Brokerage is happy. They take their fee of whatever profit or loss I have and I get to keep the difference. Margin is super, super necessary because that's the only way that you can, you can do that. Um, and so when Kraken got busted down by the CFTC, shout out to the CFTC, the bane of our existence uh keeping us safe from ourselves yeah um when they shut that down on june 23rd of this year they said sure because cryptocurrencies are not a regulated securities market um and therefore not subject to their rules you can you can do it you can absolutely continue to use margin if you have a small loan of a 10 million dollars I don't even think Donnie, Donnie T, got, got that. I, I think he only got a small loan of a million dollars. Well, I mean, that's, that's bullshit, though. I mean, because to just come out arbitrarily and say, you know what, fuck you, you have to have $10 million in assets in order to do this. That's literally just keeping the money with the rich, only allowing the people that have access to those funds to actually partake in that. And that's, right. that's fucking stupid. It's, so that's fucking horseshit. 
Like, that's absolutely horseshit. It's to protect us from ourselves and basically to... When you are using margin, there are some places in the world that allow 100 times margin, which means you can literally take $100 and have the buying and trading power of having $10,000. So, obviously, if the price goes up by 1%, you make a bunch of money. If it goes down by 1%, you lose a lot of money. And if you don't know what you're doing, you're effectively gambling. Because cryptocurrency is not backed, um, I'm sure if you ever had your bank account hacked or something, you know that it's insured. These guys are not insured. So because they're not regulated. And so the CFTC, from their point of view, wants to just make sure that their consumers are protected. In the same way that the FDA just wants to make sure that we're not all drinking, you know, witch's brews, thinking that injecting bleach is going to cure COVID or something. Like, it, it is good on the one hand. But as the one-handed economist and a libertarian, I would much rather, you know, be able to win and lose my own money. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's just the freedom of choice. And, I mean, I feel like just arbitrary regulations like that are what puts a crimp on the stock market that they... And, and the whole econ- and the economy as a whole, which then leads them to bitch and complain that oh well we need higher taxes to offset that, and that's fucking that's that's idiotic. You know how about you just? I was like you, you know if more people had the freedom to do what the fuck they wanted in the financial market, we would have more financial flow, which would then also boost the economy. Stop having all these housing bubbles that fucking, you know, grow and grow and grow and grow and then burst every six to eight years. Instead of having this constant fucking push-pull, push-pull, push-pull of the economy, just let it fucking free flow. And and the national deficit will correct itself. I mean, obviously, it's not going to be an overnight thing. And this is just speculation. None of this is financial advice. Surely not. So you can't Absolutely this, not. Yeah. I just said it's not financial advice. So. Smooth brain. Uh, less smooth, but pretty smooth. He's got like two whole grooves. Alright. Where this is what we're working with. It's that's don't it. take our advice. Right we're just sitting here bullshitting. That's the whole point of this thing. He's in charge. Will be up here's in yeah, charge. Yeah, Will be. He he boss man. So which talking about mark manipulation. Let's talk about the one of the bigger uh, trading platforms. I like to call it Robbing the Hood, but the official name is Robin Hood. And if anybody listening has used Robin Hood, you know what a bunch of fucking crackpots they are. Back in, I think it was probably November, December time frame, I'm sure everybody heard about Wall Street Vets. They were all talking about the GameStop and the AMC stocks on the short sell that uh, Citadel if I'm not mistaken, or Melvin Capital. It was Melvin Capital. Melvin Capital. Citadel is who provides the financial service for both Melvin Capital and Robinhood. That, okay. comes, that comes later. But okay. it's Melvin Capital is the invest, or the hedge fund that was shorting this stock, thinking bet, betting heavily to the billions of dollars that it was going to go down. So they drove like GameStop all the way down to like $2 or something a share. That goes back to, I'd have to look at the chart, but... Late 2020. Yeah, late 2020. Everybody, all everybody in Reddit, Wall Street bets, was like, "Hey, they're going to short sell this. If we buy it and buy the hell out of it, yep. 
it'll skyrocket and it'll short sell the hedge funds and we yep. can make money. And so that fucking happened. We saw it happen. Yep. And there's a lot of, you know, average Joe shit the ragman Americans that made a lot of fucking money on that. A lot of money. And good for them, you know. Good for them. Some of them, they probably fucked themselves and got way too much money and blew it all. But there's some people that it probably changed the course of their life for the rest of their life. So good on them. You know, that and you're also sticking one to the fucking government, essentially. So yeah. fuck them. But then we saw Robin Hood come in and would mysteriously be down for maintenance right at the peak selling times whenever it was yeah. at a dip where people couldn't buy in at the dip to boost that price. All they could do was either be on the uptrend or at the peak. Anything downtrend or dip, you couldn't... It was always scheduled maintenance. No, we all know it's bullshit. It came out and it got found out that it was bullshit, which I don't think there was ever any repercussions for that. No. I think they just got away with it. It's kind of like the 2008 financial collapse. A whole lot was said... And a whole lot was investigated, and I don't believe anyone ever truly went to jail. Which, Melbourne Capital should be shut the fuck down, and everybody there should be going to fucking jail. Pretty sure that they actually closed their doors. Oh, for good? Uh, I'd have to do a quick Google, but I... Actually, I'm going to do that. Yeah, we can, we can do that right here. Um, because we then saw... Because talking, I, I, wanted, I brought that up with the whole... Uh, GameStop and all that because because of that we saw the shift from stocks to cryptocurrency. Um, yes, meme. Okay, meme stocks. Yeah, everybody got out of meme stocks. I mean, the yep. the regular stocks are you know going still. They're doing their normal thing. Um, uh, so they. I might be wrong. At the end of quarter one of 2021, Melvin reported losses of 50 percent. Like. Yeah. You want to talk about how the power GameStop? What was GameStop's uh, slogan? Power to the players or something? Yeah. yeah. You want to talk about power to the players? Yeah. Yeah, and the average American did it. Yep. And so that's where market manipulation comes in. So fundamentally, there's several types of different classifications of what goes into why stocks trade as they do. You've got Technical analysis, which is going to be the science of candlestick charts, um, any sort of indicators, looking at the, the, the hard data and then making a determination based on it. I'm of the school of belief that everything stems from technical analysis and that the market always knows what it's doing. A good example of this would actually be uh, on May 13th of this year, whenever Elon announced at 606 because i went and looked it up uh that what's it called tesla would not be accepting bitcoin anymore he had posted earlier at about 5 a.m some arbitrary graph that was like hey you know we're we're killing the planet based on on bitcoin and it's like well we're killing the planet period but it's uh, not just bitcoin weird place to draw a line especially after you <laughs> pump it for so long yeah you pump it and then be like so both the pump and the dump that everyone attributes to Elon, if you go back and you do the technical analysis, I have it on very good authority from someone who is, one, a professional in the space. This man makes tens of millions of dollars and is currently trading uh, 
all of his trading power to give free education back to the people. His name is uh, Cotton Candy TA. His link will be uh, in the description below. Uh, check him out if you're interested in technical analysis. This man is truly amazing. He has so much, so much free education to offer. Anything from literally this is what a Bitcoin is and how you can, all the way up to he is breaking the technical analysis side of the, the day trading space. He's, he's brilliant. Uh, he's got a Discord. Just go check him out if you're at all interested. And this is all free. The the Discord is pay. It's like twenty five dollars a month, but you get in there with people who are trading for a living. If if you if you go and go through all of his free material, which will literally take you, I'm not kidding, like days of consistent watch. If you were to sit down today and go to the end, it's literally just amazing material. Um. Yeah, the the twenty five dollars and the other various tiers that he has, he's got quizzes and stuff you can purchase for extra money. If you're interested, Cotton Candy TA cannot recommend him highly enough. But he is of the school of thought entirely, and again, he is one of the smartest individuals I know. Um, and he is a professor, personally, of the market. He is of the belief that technical analysis solely influences everything. And obviously, I found him right as the Bitcoin crash happened, uh, whenever Elon caused it to happen on the 13th. Yeah. And I went into his Discord uh, and on his stream, and I was like, you know, Elon caused this to shut down. This is obvious market manipulation. And he was like, nah. I was like, but yes. And he's like, but no. So what, and, and he can speak to this because he has been asked to run hedge funds before, Think of it this way. Elon has a following, yes? Elon can obviously affect change, yes? However, comma but, even if Elon were to affect change with 500,000 of us smooth brainers who are trading maybe if Bitcoin's $35,000, maybe we're trading 0.1 of a Bitcoin. So 0.1 times 500,000, we're looking at what? 50,000 yeah. Bitcoin? So 50,000... I don't know the mathematics, but we as individuals pale in comparison to these hedge funds that trade off of technical analysis. So what Elon and Tesla do is whenever they were going to buy into it, they will preemptively decide what they're going to do. And they're going to have two plans. If it goes up, we release this press release. If we go down, we release this press release. Regardless, we all hated Elon whenever, you know, stuff dumped and we're like, oh, this, that, his name's in the news. Tesla's name is in the news. When you're in business, any news is good news. So it's all, it's all when, 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 publicity. when there's market manipulation, there is market manipulation, but it is not necessarily fundamentally, that, that's the other thing is fundamental analysis. There's technical analysis, the charts, there's fundamental analysis, which is going to be looking at a stock's underlying value and really just deciding what the company is. Um, when Tesla linked and invested $1.5 billion in Bitcoin, um, that tied their fundamental analysis of their company to Bitcoin. Obviously, therefore, Tesla stock, whenever they announced they're not going to support Bitcoin anymore, major shift on the fundamental analysis side. When it crashed, though, and whenever it bought in, 
if you go back and look at the, the graphs and the charts and stuff, it's already primed to move up. They are just, co uh, they are just, they are capitalizing on, Capitalism. yeah, right. They are capitalizing on the move. That's all that it is. Okay. You've got a whole team of, Elon may run his own account, obviously. Okay, cool. As far as Tesla goes for buying $1.5 billion worth of stuff and selling it and all of that stuff, there is a team of marketing uh, directors. There is going to be a team of hedge fund managers, financial advisors, D, all of the above, that go into this. And they will, once they see a point of no return, somebody will make the call, they'll enact plan A or B, and thus everything will happen because of that. Market manipulation is a thing on the fundamental uh, on the technical analysis side of things, but on the back end of it, market manipulation happens because the very very smart individuals, the top zero point zero zero one percent of traders in the world, recognize what's going to happen, and they're working with the people that have large accounts to make a difference where we can't. Okay. So the reason why the GME GameStop and AMC stuff is so interesting and why it has regulators and everyone scared shitless is because for the first time ever, we as individuals banded together and actually genuinely took it to them. Like we quoted and Melvin screwed, screwed the hell out of them. A hedge fund lost 50% of their worth. And that's a lot. That's multiple billions of that's dollars. A lot of fucking money. Billions of dollars. <laughs> hey, it's more than what the government did for stimulus packages. Hey, yeah, you're right. It's like one what Trump thinks he's worth of, yeah. <laughs> of losses. God, no, that, I don't even think that's even close to what he thinks he's uh, worth. He thinks he's worth, I think, like six or seven billion dollars or something. Yeah. Uh, it, who knows? And I think I'm worth a fucking egg salad sandwich. Well, the difference is you would be right. Yeah. <laughs> my, my shit's accurate. All right, um... So, moving through that, talk about market manipulation, let's talk about what pushed people from stocks to crypto. Perfect, actually. Because it was that GME spike, yeah. and how Robinhood was fucking people mm -hmm. at the peaks and the dips. Yep. Now, we saw that transition to cryptocurrency, and we saw it a lot with Bitcoin, when Bitcoin fucking skyrocketed to what was it 68,000 almost 70,000 64 change is where it topped out topped at. out I mean we saw that we saw Dogecoin um, I had Dogecoin for a bit I bought in sub 1 cent I sold at 8 cents and cause that was the I bought in at 8.4 cents that was, accidentally you want to talk about a bad day that's a bad day okay I bought I sold at 8 cents cause I was like this is as high it's gonna go we touched 10 right yeah holding at 8 we're good and then the motherfucker skyrocketed to what seventy cents? Yeah, I think it was just or right I think it was around. Like just shy of fifty cents. It was um, just shy of something ungodly before. Um, it took a dive before it. Bitcoin. Well, so and this is a good good time to bring this up because we're transitioning into uh, stop from stocks to crypto. Crypto is highly accessible to if you've ever done any sort of trading, even with Robinhood or Webull, or any other free brokerage account, or even a paid one. There's a whole bunch of 
laws, regulations, and just red tape regarding trading with it. You have to have time for funds to settle. You have to have major account balances, approximately uh, 15000 to reach ta trader tax status, which will be in a later and not to episode. mention, you only have certain amount of time in the day for right. the market to be open yep. with stock. Yep, and and to, to day trade, crucially, you need an account balance of $25,000 rolling. At the end of the day, if you close below twenty five k, you need to deposit more money if you want to day trade the next day. This barrier to entry is what people love about crypto. You can... Any, any amount of money. There is no entry wall. There isn't. Less, less the fees to get your money in there, and it is a little more complicated in some respects. But ultimately, that that's why we love crypto, is because it's 24 hours a day. Also a pain if you're trying to get into trades and stuff, because if you ever want to try and go to sleep, um, no. fun facts, it's still up. So that's the benefit to... That's actually a really good way... To bifurcate this, the stock market. The stock market has the CFTC, Commodity Futures Trading Commission, the SEC, the Securities Exchange Commission, and uh, generally a whole bunch of regulation. This regulation is put in to keep people in their lane. So you can't lose all your money. You can't be trading back and forth uh, with with funds that are unsettled and all that jazz. It, it's a lot more red tape, but it's a lot more secure. Crypto is the wild, wild west. But that being said, it has m way more benefits than it does uh, not. And ultimately, if we ever do get regulated, it's going to be interesting to see how it's handled. Uh, crypto is currently taxed. It is not a security. The IRS defines it as property. And so it is not taxed as ordinary gains uh, or losses if you've elected a marked market. It is solely going to be capital gains and capital losses, whether you reach certain statuses or not. But crypto, crypto allows you to break into a market with no barrier to entry. It's available anytime, and I can guarantee you may you, you obviously everyone heard of Bitcoin back in 2017. If you're like me or him, probably whenever you come up in, in high school and whatnot, you went and you mined a little Bitcoin and then you forgot about it and now that's in a landfill somewhere. I never mined. I, oh. wasn't, I wasn't a computer nerd until I became an adult. Fair enough. It, I was always engines, man. That's right. Yeah. A knuckle buster. Yeah, yeah. This is why he can actually fix things. And, and hell, I'm wearing a Chevrolet Speed Shop shirt. Yeah. I'm, almost all my shirts I'm are car related. A, I'm wearing a turtle because, you know. Are you turtle enough to join a turtle club? Turtle, turtle. Well, see, no, I feel like in America, we or in the U.S., we already have a higher regulation on crypto than the rest of the world because you've got Binance. Well, that's that because the of the CFTC. The can use, but we can't. Right. And there's certain there are certain cryptos that we can't purchase yep. at all unless you have a VPN. Now, with that being said, yes, you can get a VPN and you can kind of bypass that shit. Good luck. But but if something goes, if something gets fucked, and you know you inputted the wrong address, the wrong crypto address, and you're on a VPN, the U.S. can't help you. You can, from what I understand, you can kind of get help if it's through the U.S. It's there's something. It would something. be. Mm, I don't know. Like 
actually. From from my understanding, from what I've read and from what I've heard from other people, and it's mostly what I've heard, is that if, like, let's say you're using Coinbase, and you fuck okay. up a number in the crypto address. Yep. Coinbase will help you get that money back. They will help you do that. But if you're using, like, Binance Coin through a VPN, once you lose it, that's it. You're fucked. So there's... It's, it's gone. There's a lot to unpack there. There's... And it's crypto in a nutshell. Um, we got time for I, I know we do. Talk. I know. All right, so... Uh, using a VPN. Why would you use a virtual private network? Because in the U.S., we have the stock market and we have the CFTC and the SEC which regulate it and it's nice and happy. They also want to keep us safe from ourselves in the crypto space. It allows you to take a little bit of money, turn it into a lot of money or turn it into zero money. What he was talking about beforehand, there's multiple things to explore here. Uh, wallets, exchanges where they're based, VPNs and why the US is different from the rest of the world. So it all stems back to the SEC and the CFTC. They can't regulate the crypto market. Therefore, they don't want you effectively gambling with your money, other people's money, technically brokerages. And yeah, that they're trying to save you from yourself. So what we see is we, we see Binance US um, and other US-based specific exchanges versus Binance. Binance is for the rest of the world. It's going to be having a smorgasbord of coins and stuffs, and it's even going to have a different coin, uh, BT or sorry, BNC Binance coin. Yeah, BNC versus a uh, BNC US. No, sorry, BNB. Yeah, yep. that's Binance. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Like it, it to be in the U.S. and a few other places. We're talking about like dictatorships. Other dictatorships are giving away Bitcoin, Venezuela, but uh, we are kind of we are kind of the North Korea whenever it comes to cryptocurrency because there's a dictatorship ish hold on it. But if you look to the reasons why, it's for genuine good reasons. It's to stop people from blowing all their money or being taken advantage of. They can't secure the funds, so that. That can be a whole other thing in, a, in and of itself. But basically, the CFTC, on the, one hand, on the one hand, they want you to make sure that you keep what's yours and they don't want you to just lose everything. On the other hand, there's us that say, you know, I like the pleasure of doing whatever I want. Yeah, it's, the, it's the choice. Yes. It's the freedom. So, say you want to do whatever you want. Hey, why don't you go and log on to Binance? You've got a VPN, virtual private network. You can pretend that you're out of France, where it's legal to be on Binance. Why would someone want to go to a different uh, not U.S. Uh, exchange? You can have margin rates. We had five on Kraken before. Now it's back to just spot, just normal trading with your cash. It's a one-to-one -one sale. You buy, you sell. It's always one-to-one. -one. Other places other than the U.S. that are not regulated by our laws allow up to 100 times trading. I think I mentioned earlier that you could take $100 and you could be trading with the buying power of $10,000. Gives you the ability to absolutely make and lose more. The difficulty with the VPN is after the turn of the year, when we went from meme stocks suddenly drive interest in crypto 
and crypto just explodes, just explodes at the start of the new year, suddenly the IRS is like, ah, we need to be able to tax this. Ah, we need to get smarter about this. And so in conjunction with the IRS, the FTC, CFTC, U.S. government coming together, that's why we're not allowed to play with all the toys that everyone else is allowed to play with. See, and that's why I voted Libertarian. Personally, because me as well. I don't... I understand that we have to have government. Yep. There has to be somebody that makes the rules and shit. Yep. I just think there needs to be fucking less. So... Because, like, the IRS, okay? You, let's say you don't pay your taxes. IRS comes, and they fucking arrest your ass. Yep. And they charge you with tax evasion. Here's the caveat, though. Where's the law that says I am federally required to pay income tax? So this gets into your realm of having research stuff. I... Because, I, and I know this... Because there was a few years ago, I was living in Virginia, Mm -hmm. there was a law firm that was like, we will give you $200,000 cash if you can can find the law that states that you are federally required to pay taxes. And it was a law firm. Yeah. So I went to the law firm, and I was like, let me see your tax books. Let me see your tax laws. And I scoured every fucking line. There's, There's no federal law that requires you to pay income tax. But yet you can still be arrested, charged, and have your life ruined by the IRS because of that. Hmm? So, what? you know the movie Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? Uh, it's a very old. Yeah, very old. great, great movie. Great movie. Um, the U.S. government has boats, planes, and drones, missiles, Firearms, small firearms. Well, according to the current administration, they have F-15s and nukes. Our AR-15s are worthless. Yeet. But, I mean, yeah, that... Oh, and that was the second threat of nuking the American citizens. Uh, what was the first? Uh, the first one was uh, another gun debate. He was like... Uh, Who, Biden? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Biden's threatened to nuke the American citizens twice now. Interesting. Yeah, okay. the first time he was like, uh, you don't need AK-47s, the government has nukes. No, 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 okay. I'm sorry, what? You're you're reading into that. that well, yeah, no, no, 100%. That, that's, a sta- that's literally just stating that, look, bud. Well, this last time he my was My freedoms like, ain't gonna help you whenever Uncle Sam come a-knocking. Well, this second time, he was like, why, you know, nobody needs an AR-15. What are you gonna do? We have F-15s and nukes. Like, okay, now you're starting to give off a little bit of a threatening aura here. Like, you're like, hey, go ahead and fuck around and find out we're going to nuke you. No. I, like, okay, the government's got F-15s and nukes. Why can't I buy it on the I'll, market? I'll be honest. I Actually, so you can't, you can buy some things. Some, but it is, getting it is a whole nother, you can buy it. Okay, but what what what's the plot? Thing. What's the plot to every hour or uh, every twenty four episode? Yeah, we're we're throwing it back to twenty four, ladies and oh. gentlemen. I don't think I ever. Bob from wherever has a suitcase nuke and decides that he wants to use it. That's probably why we don't give everyone the amount of freedoms and lack of regulation to go and buy with their crypto earnings. Nukes. <laughs> I buy nuke with Dogecoin. 
Yeah, dude, that might be a fucking way I, of life, though. I mean, that's what the like, dude with twenty billion dollars in Dogecoin or whatever it was. I mean, he can fucking buy whatever the fuck he wants with Dogecoin. No, not anymore. Oh, no, good thing. I hope he sold. Yeah. When it peaked, if not, nah, he's gonna hold on for the for, so what, for the fucking meme of it. So, fun story. Um, every four years, Bitcoin has a having rate to their mining process. Every four years. Because when you have the mining rate, you are able to produce fewer Bitcoin for the same amount of work by a factor of two. Inherently, this causes Bitcoins that are mined and everything that you're already trading to increase in value. This is why we saw the pump in 2017 and we saw it again this year in 2021. A whole lot of other external factors, Wall Street bets, etc. played into it. Um, but the fact that it actually went up again after taking a massive dip is not unheard of. It's absolutely something that you can be seeing from the technical analysis side of things. Yeah, like we were saying earlier, the whole technical and fundamental, fundamental analysis. analysis. Yeah, there, there's a third one. I forget what the third one is. Look, man, I know engines. That's fair enough. I know how to build shit. I know how to fix shit. I. I, wish I, I got something. lucky rolling into this hex thing, and I've made some money off of it. And I've got, like I was saying earlier, that 15-year stake. Yep. I staked 20.8 thousand hex coins. I staked for 15 years. At the end of that 15-year, when that stake ends, because with hex, when I stake it, I accrue more hex every day. Right. So I staked 20.8 thousand. Including that principle, at the end of the 15 years, my effective hex will be 67. Five thousand, yeah, and then also whatever the value of it of is at that point per hex. I think that I think I got it at I think it was like three hundred dollars because it was sub one cent, and I, I threw three hundred dollars at it and got me that much. And I think right now, I'll pull it up right now. Uh, that one is currently worth one point eight four thousand dollars, so eighteen hundred dollars. Yeah, hex and that was three hundred dollars. Hex is currently at like. 8.2 cents right now. Yeah. After peaking out at about just under 10 cents. Oh, you pulled hex up. I did. I did. And you know what? What makes me super sad is that, like, back here, back here is when you're like, hey, at 1.8 cents, you, you should buy in. And I was like, nah. I got my money and other stuff. Fun story. And this is a good segue as well. Everything runs off of Bitcoin. If you put any sort of chart against Bitcoin, 99% of the time, it's going to follow it. Mm-hmm. Why? Because Bitcoin is the gold standard, effectively. And all of your altcoins and stuff, effectively, are just derivatives of Bitcoin. So, like I talked about how we are inconsequential to the financial market on our own, as individuals, hedge funds and stuff, there's other types of bots called arbitration bots. There's several different types of bots. But this arbitration bot will, it's the reason why all of your exchanges are roughly the same. Okay. And why everyone's trading roughly at the same rate. Because there are bots that will specifically look for a predetermined amount of difference from one exchange to the other. They'll buy in a massive quantity, sell it, and boom. Bob's your uncle. Yeah. Bob's your uncle. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. And buy in a massive quantity. I just mean like. Constantly, they're 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 buying it. This is why everything stays. Like I, I know. I should have listened to the smooth brain, but for once, the smooth brain. For once, that was your one out of a hundred. Yeah, hundred percent. It'll be another hundred years before I come up with something good. Facts. Yeah. So, but why is hex still going up? 
even though Bitcoin is tanking right now? Answer, the fundamental analysis side of things. Hex has legitimate value to it. Bitcoin, all you can do is it, it's just a proof of, of blockchain effectively. Hex, Hex has multiple things attached to it. And so it derive, it has intrinsic value versus just extrinsic value. Yeah. Extrinsic value being whatever the cost of Bitcoin is going to influence it. Time is going to influence it in your extrinsic. But all of those things are separate from the intrinsic value, which is what you could currently sell it for. Okay. So why is this effectively quadrupled? And just even kind more of so. disregarding the Bitcoin chart. Yep. That I don't know. It, um, it's because Hex, and you can speak more to this, uh, the actual behind the scenes of what they're doing with it, but Hex is the precursor to another project, and you can invest in this so that you can then get to this other project. That's what gives this thing intrinsic value. That's why there are some things. Uh, Polygon, ADA, both of those are kind of like Ethereum. That's why Ethereum is so much, because it has actual intrinsic value. That's what everything Well, and Hex runs, runs on the off. Ethereum blockchain. And so. why... So, take take it away, Penny. Why well, is... So, I'm going to... I don't know. So, okay. this new program that uh, the founder of uh, Hex did, Richard Hart, which I'll attach his Twitter link... Um, Essentially, from my understanding, and again, this is going to be in a uh, future episode, we're going to be bringing in some hex experts. Um, some hexperts. Hexperts, yeah. Hexicans is what. Mm. Apparently, anybody that's in the 5555, which is the 15 year state, because that's how many days it is, it's 5,555 days. I'll bet. You're considered a true hexican. I don't fucking know. I'm just here. I just do what my sister tells me to do. Some it's pretty simple. Very racially great material you yeah, got there. Yeah, I'm like, well, I'd fucking, I don't know. So, and like I said, I'll, I'll attach Richard Hart's Twitter link. You can go read all his shit. He's got YouTube videos out the ass where he's been calling shit in the market. And, and as far as crypto market, he's been calling shit. And it's terrifying, terrifyingly accurate. Cotton Candy TA, plugging him again. He called. He has called every single major dip, bounce. He called sixty four three, I believe it is. Don't at me, but I'm pretty sure sixty four something is what the top was. He's called it. I think Richard Hart called it as at a sixty. Well, because it top was what sixty three. Sixty four. Sixty four. Well, look, to be sure, because I've I've Cause spoken. I think he called sixty four four. From my understanding, he's creating Pulse because he's like, hey, you guys, you know, everybody that's invested in Hex, you know, we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you. Yep. And a lot of it is the new people that are coming in. Um, so he's creating Pulse. 64.9. 64.9? Yep. Yeah, I think he called like 64.4. He wasn't far off. Yep. Um, but essentially, he's going to create Pulse to give everybody else a chance to get in on the ground level because there's only about a handful of people there's only about a hundred two hundred people that got on the ground floor of hex like there was one he uh, he posted a screenshot of his stake graph he invested two thousand dollars at the beginning of hex like he got in on day three yeah his account is worth like $4 million right now. Yep. It's, and it grows every day because he gains hex yep. every day. So, what Richard Hart's doing is he's like, hey, I'm going to make Pulse. 
so that way you can get on the ground level. There's going to be a sacrifice phase where you know he's going to accept certain coins that you can sacrifice and it gets you more pulse coin. And pulse is going to be the same. It's literally a mirror image of hex. It, in, essentially, pulse is p hex, whereas regular hex is e hex because it's Ethereum. This is pulse hex. Okay. So, but what he's also going to do with that when he forks it is, you know, let's say I have these two stakes on the Ethereum chain. Not only will I have these, but he will then copy pasta and paste in the Pulse network. So then I'll have two 15-year stakes of that amount of money. So it's literally, he's doubling my shit for free. Now, we're still waiting on when that fork happens. Yeah. Um, that's, that, well, that's why I also told you to get in. Because he was talking about this way earlier, about yeah. forking it and doing all this I do remember you shit. telling me. Money. If hex goes to like a dollar or something, uh, your boy's smoother brain than this guy. Mm-hmm. Oof. <laughs> your boy's gonna be buying all the car parts. Hecking oof. Um, Hexing oof. But yeah, uh, like I said, I'm gonna be bringing in some people in future episodes that really know their shit when it comes to this, and they know a little bit more and have a little bit better understanding of that pulse fork or Brilliant. the Ethereum fork. The hex fork? I don't. I think he's forking Ethereum or some shit. Oh yeah, you know, he's forking Ethereum itself because you'll have ETH hex and then you'll have Pulse hex because Pulse is going to be on another. Um, yeah, here we go. So Ethereum fee, Ethereum fees will be lower because it's going to be a different type of Ethereum. I think is the way that they're describing it. So mm-hmm. gas fees for like converting Ethereum into hex or shit like that. Um, it's going to be. Yeah, see, so it removes pollution because it replaces proof-of-work miners with proof-of-stake validators, which is what HEX is, is proof-of-stake, and it gets validated, and that's what gives you the value, instead of the proof-of-work, which is Bitcoin, uh, Dogecoin, where they have to be mined. Yep. It's, and Ethereum, Ethereum got smart. Whoever fucking made Ethereum, they got fucking smart. When they released Ethereum 2.0, because now you can take your Ethereum... Put it into Ethereum 2.0 or V2 or whatever they're doing, and stake it. And now, and because Bitcoin doesn't have that. Uh, I mean, one when Hex first started, Richard Hart was like, "Hey, bring me your Bitcoin, and I'll match it with Hex." And he sat there and he matched, uh, you know, monetary value of your Bitcoin, and gave you that in Hex. So there were people that were starting off. With multiple millions of hex yeah. to begin with, and I mean, there's some people that there's some people in the Twitter uh, or in the uh, hex Twitter community so that they never post they never post screenshots, and they say they do that for a reason. So, how long are these contracts? You see, that's the thing. When you stake it, you pick. So, what are the different so, examples? Um, well, we obviously know 15 is the max out. Yeah, because that's the max out. Um, I've got this one that I set for 180 days, 365 days, 5555 days. You can you can make a stake for one day. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Uh, the ones that I sold, I set those up. So, they do allow very, very short-term ones. Yeah. Okay? Like, uh, these, two, these two that I sold, I set them up to sell them. I set them up, I was like, alright, look, I'm going to set these up that way, 
I have this month, you know, I'll have more money. Yep. And then once it's done, then I'll cash out. Because they were really small amounts. Uh, like I said, I invested like 160 in each. So it was real small amounts. Um, I set up one for 60 days, one for 30 days. Okay. And, well, actually, no, I set one up for 30 days, and one I set up to a specific date, and I think it was July 1st. Yeah, it was July 1st is when that one ended. So, I mean, you can set it up to a specific date. You can do, you know, month increments. There's somebody that just cashed out their one-year mark in a month-by-month ladder they have set up. So they have enough states from when they started that one state ends at 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, and then it goes up month-by-month ladder up until 15 years. They just hit their one year. And they sold it for, I think it was $200,000. And I'm like, what the fuck? Because they were one of the people that came in on the Bitcoin transfer and they sacrificed, sacrificed their Bitcoin for Hex. Yep. So they, they started off with millions of Hex. So, and I don't, they didn't go into detail how they staked it. And I'm not going like, to ask them to because that's how they set up their shit is how they set up their yeah. shit. It's not my business. But you got to think, even if you did 10000 Hex for every month to end up until 15 years, the interest alone. I mean, and because there's people that do that too, there's people that literally just roll 30 days, 30 days, 30 days, 30 days, 30 days, and they just roll it. And once they hit a year, they take how much they take their principal, restate the principal, and all the interest that they made, they take it. And they yeah. just do that year to year. And there's people that have done it with Hex that just off their interest, they're making, you know, six figures. So a key to that, though, is the value of Hex. Because you yeah. you brought up with proof of stake, and there's a lot to unpack there as well. Why proof of work or proof of stake over proof of work? Proof of stake, people are locking their money up for a set period of time. So the people who are rolling this month to month to month to month, and they just keep gaining, they're actually very smart because they're taking a calculated risk. At a certain time, there will be dips above and below the median, but generally speaking, with a asset of low liquidity, liquidity being the ability to go to the market and say, hi, I would like to trade X amount of hex for this amount of dollars. Um, as that liquidity dries up, because... People are ultimately staking their money here. They're putting it in and they're locking it away. The actual coin itself, there's a low liquidity for trading. So by rolling it month to month to month, they're not oversaturating the market to drive down the price because there's only going to be so many shares that they can buy for their set. If it's between $0.10 to $0.08, your average is going to be about $0.09 per share. So that's that's staking. Staking is a double-edged sword because... Uh, I was staking something. I bought in at $0.22 cents on crow.com because uh, they transitioned to their own mainnet. Uh, a mainnet is just a blockchain of its own on which other things can be built. Binance. Binance was worth like $0.17 cents three years ago. Now at its peak, it was worth like $64, sorry, $640 a share or something. Ridiculous. Um, so... But with proof of stake, you're locking money away. I had Crypto.com Crow Coin for $0.22 a share. That was right before the crash happened here, the retraction, I should say. 
Um, and because my money was locked up, I couldn't, I couldn't get to it. Ultimately, I think I'm going to lose probably about 40% on this investment because it was locked up. So this is, this is why proof of stake works because you've got the resources there, but the reason why it works on a company side of things, uh, business side of things, rather than the blockchain side, is that the money is there and it's tied up. They're able to do with it what they want to do, and their stock price will reflect that. It's not going to be subject to as many dips and climbs. So the reason why HEX is going up when Bitcoin and everything else in the crypto market is going down is people are staking long term. They recognize and see through fundamental analysis by talking to these people on uh, Twitter and Reddit and whatnot. Telegram and all that. Telegram, yeah. Reddit. WhatsApp. Love Reddit. Whatever have you. They're seeing all of these different people making all of this different money and it's too good to be true. So FOMO kicks in, fear of missing out. The same reason why AMC, GME, Dogecoin, all these things pop off. Um, well, and that's also why they dump so quickly because yep. they're like dogecoin yep. is literally a pump and dump whereas hex we don't like we say it all the time in the twitter and the reddits and the telegrams we aren't a pump and dump yep and see and it's good for me because but, but why aren't you a pump and dump well there's, there's I two main reasons doge. yeah but but for for hex there's two main reasons why because it's proof of stake validation yep coin so i don't have to pump and dump it's gonna I'm going to gain interest on it every day. Yep. So you believe in the underlying intrinsic value of the company. Yeah. And its longevity because you have it stake for 15 years. Because I know that, because I can actually, I'll show you this. Yep. So I'm a cool crab, which there's 12,283 cool users own less or greater than 0.00001% of shares each. And there's, we gained 25 of those today. I'm 4,300 in the lead out of 12,000. Interesting. Okay. So the more hex you own, the greater your return on investment is. So the, the top one is Prosperous Poseidon. That's greater than 10% of shares. There's nobody in there. Really? Okay. Winning Whales is greater than 1% of the shares. Mm-hmm. There are 13 of them. And they are just... There are 101 users at greater than 0.1%. There's 905 users at 0 .0, over great, or greater than 0.01%. 3,858 greater than uh, 0.001. 8,649. Like there's just there's a shit ton of people in there. So and that's why it so, like, has its underlying value. I know it's not going anywhere for at least because we're not even at two years yet. Right. So I know that I got at least another 13 years. Yep. And who knows, in 13 years, it could be worth fucking zero. It could be. And that's why... The, I haven't spent more than a grand in this crypto. That's why your whole pump and dump on Dogecoin and other meme stocks is a thing. There is no proof of stake. You're strictly buying it, and then you can sell it on the open market. It's like going to a flea market. You buy one thing, you hold it, and then you're like... Mm. This person wants it. Yep. They're going to give me more money than what I bought it for. So here, yep. it's a constant back and forth. But with the stake, and that's why I that's why I grew to it so well, is because I saw what happened with Dogecoin, where I thought the top out was eight cents because it was a meme coin, yep. and so I sold. Now, granted, I doubled my money. Actually, I did more than that. I made a 
good bit of money off of that. I lost a lot of money. But then I saw what happened where it fucking skyrocketed. And I was pissed. Well, that's your fear of missing out. FOMO. So, with with staking Hex, I don't really worry about it. The only thing, I I don't ever look at peaks anymore with Hex. I only look at dips. Because then I buy the dip. Because I know Hex is going to be there for a minimum of 13 years. Which, over 13 years, let's say... In 13 years, it goes to all these whales just are like, you know what, fuck you, we're done. They sell out, it hits fucking zero. Okay. Over the course of 13 years, I lost $1,000. Yep. Not even. Not even. At this point, I would have only lost $300 at at the 15-year mark. And so that perfectly ties back down to the beginning of our conversation, which is... Why crypto versus the stock market? Why regulation from the CFTC and the SEC versus not? In crypto, it's the only place in the modern market where you can invest $1,000 and see a massive return on your investment. Yeah. Key comma, but your money can be stolen as some exchanges literally evaporate overnight. You can get hacked. This goes back to the wallet thing. Um, If you send your stuff to the wrong wallet or you... uh, miss there's different types of of ethereum coin uh one type and erc20 erc20 is the nfts uh or is that different no fusion of knowledge i'm I'm just talking about the different ways you can split uh the the different token it's like ethereum one versus ethereum two effectively if you don't choose the correct one when you send it in the wallet it's gonna screw it up so this is the wild, wild west in that regard, and that that's why they want to regulate it, to keep us safe from ourselves. Which I understand, but at the same time, we're fucking adults. Yep. We we have free will. Yep. Okay, it's... I, free Americans. I, be able, you know, if somebody's if somebody loses all their money... That's on them. That sucks. That's capitalism. Maybe you shouldn't have been fucking stupid. Hey, 2008... You remember that financial bailout? Yeah. You can't be doing that. You can't be doing that again because there's no consequences. If there's no consequences, then we just... No, because if you're just going to get a financial bailout every money. time shit happens, money printing go burr. Too big to fail. Well, when things fail, that's when you get the next iteration of the game. The whole reason why the 2008 financial collapse happened was because people were... People. Hedge funds were uh, taking debt on mortgages that were going to be known to default because predatory practices were specifically being uh, practiced. There's some alliteration. They'd take all these bad mortgages and they would roll them into a single something. I forget what it's called. But then you could buy that and you could trade the value of it with leverage up to like 35 times or something. So what happened in the crash was that somebody finally got caught holding the bag, bought a... Mattering fuck ton. I think it was Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, probably yeah, one of those two. One of those that, that that bought all of it, and I think they were the same thing, weren't they? Yeah, it's yeah. it's one name, I believe. We can check that. But uh, they got caught holding the bag, lost a whole bunch of money. All of this money evaporated because it was created using leverage. Leverage is nothing more than a guarantee. It's the same thing as credit. Like your your credit provider, your Chase card or whatever works because if you charge $4,000, Chase is going to pay it. If much like with inflation, 
we just magically make some money. Um, it's the same reason why there was a bank run in the late 20s, early 30s, the Great Depression. People went to take out their money because they were afraid something was going to happen. And this is kind of where it ties also into crypto because staking, same sort of thing. The reason why stuff absolutely pumps and dumps is people get afraid that it's not going to go to 10 cents. They pull it out at 8.4. There's a bank run. You lose your value. Similar thing happened in the nineteen eight or the nineteen thirties with the Great Depression. People went to try to pull their 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 money out. We couldn't do it. Massive restructuring, and we had to build back up from there. Two thousand eight, same sort of thing would have happened, kind of, in that there would have been a massive period of retraction followed by some upgrades to the system to make sure it doesn't happen again. There were some things that came up uh, and out of the financial collapse, namely the Dodd-Frank Act. Um, Actually, uh, portions were repealed under the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act 2018, I believe, in 2018. Um, But ultimately, what I'm saying is we can't just just be printing money anymore. And that's kind of where we come into the crypto space. Crypto is worth $2 trillion at the height of Bitcoin. It had a $2 trillion market cap. All this money from the pandemic that we were just printing and giving to people, they obviously want to do something with it. A lot of it went to crypto. And with that, we're going to wrap this episode up. Uh, We thank everybody for coming out. Uh, I'll be dropping uh, the link to the podcast Discord where you will be able to talk to uh, the wonderful Mr. Matt Henderson and myself if you have questions as far as... uh, charts go um he's probably be cotton candy ta in the description we're going to be putting his link out there uh richard hart's twitter um uh, and also i believe yeah we'll just put richard hart's twitter down in the link uh, we'll also be putting links to the anchor and spotify for this podcast in case you just want to listen you don't have to look at my ugly fucking mug all the time uh it is ugly yes it's it's pretty rough he has to look at it every, almost every day so i try my best not to one more in the money on YouTube. I uh, believe his name is actually Adam. Adam. Uh, he does great work whenever it comes to stocks, option trading, etc. So on. If you want to transition into stocks from crypto, because as we explained, crypto is the wild west. If you want a little more security, you can you can make the same sort of gains in the stock market. You just need to know how to maximize your gains. And in a future episode, we will talk to you about. Capital gains, crypto, market-to-market, section trader tax status. Like, We'll have a whole other lesson on on tax because come year-end, y'all going to be in a world of pain if you've been trading and made some gains. And you said that was in the money on YouTube? In the money on YouTube. We'll be dropping that link down below. Yep. Um, Good guy. Matt, thanks again, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for talking about uh, crypto and all the fucked up shit that is the world. Yep. Well, you know how much money I've made this year? The square root of fuck all. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll catch you next time.